Hi, listeners. You can now listen to this community podcast production ad-free on Apple Podcasts and access the podcast one week early and get exclusive bonus content. Just hit the subscribe button now on Apple Podcasts. Or if you want access to all of the above, plus video versions of the podcast, head to patreon.com forward slash stop the killing. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On the morning of August 1st, 1966, shots ring out from the observation deck of the clock tower on the University of Texas campus. It marks the infamous beginning of the modern era of mass shootings in America. I'm Sarah Ferris, true crime podcaster. And I'm Catherine Schweit, the former head of the FBI's active shooter program. And you're listening to Stop the Killing. Hi, Catherine. I'm just getting you on the line to tell you that we can quit. Wait, what is happening? Tell me. I got an Instagram message from uh, a listener today, and I actually read it to my little sister first because I hadn't got on the line with you, and she cried, legitimately cried (gasps) when she heard this. So here we go. Hey, I'm an assistant principal who listens to your podcast. Just wanted to share with you guys what a help it's been. Because of the, I mean, this is the bit that's amazing. Because of the things you've said, I took trainings on Stop the Bleed and Threat Assessments. Today, it all came together when we recognized... I'm getting a bit teary, actually. What? Today, it all came together when we recognized the signs of a student, someone... Today, honestly, I'm a bit teary. You're all choked up. Okay, slow down. Take a breath of air. Today, it all came together when we recognized the signs in a student. Someone saw something and said something, and our threat assessment team came together to get this kid some help. Oh, my God. I'm tearing up. Oh, my God. (sighs) The threat was legitimate, and he had access to weapons. Just seriously, thank you for doing this podcast because it has helped me cope with the burden of school safety and how to prevent. I mean, drop the mic. Drop mic. Oh, my God. The they thing. stopped a potential school shooting. Oh, my God. Yay. That's I was one just, in the wind column. What is that? Oh, the wind column. I thought you said the wind column. That's one column. in the wind column. I thought that was going to be another weird American saying. There's one in the wind column. Yeah. Pretty amazing, right? Wow. I'm all teared up myself. That's crazy. Can you read it again? I want to hear it again. God. I'm sorry. Can we do it? I know it's short, but. And I did. Like, read, I'm all I I'm all flushed. I did write back to her, so she does go on, but I'll read it to you again. Hi, I'm an assistant principal who listens to your podcast. Just wanted to share with you guys what a help it's been. Because of the things that you've said, I took trainings on Stop the Bleed and threat assessments. Today, it all came together when we recognized the signs in a student. Someone saw something and said something, and our threat assessment team came together to get this kid some help. The threat was legitimate, and he had access to weapons. Just seriously, thank you for doing this podcast because it has helped me cope with the burden of school safety and how to prevent. Wow! Wow, that was Very overwhelming. Special. 
That's so exciting. You know, what's wonderful is the language that she used. One of the things that I heard like that's so um, fantastic to hear is that she said the threat assessment team got together to get this kid some help, to I get know. this kid some help. That's amazing. Person who sent it in, are they from the States? Yes, they are. Let me just double check if I can see where that is. Yeah, I don't want to give out identity. No, I'm not going to give out personal but, information, but um, mm -hmm. I'm just trying to see if she's got on there. Yeah, I, oh, maybe somewhere in Nevada. I don't know, but definitely United okay. States. But then she did go on. So I wrote back to her, and obviously I was like, oh, wow, this is just, you know, absolutely made our day that we have, you know, actually seen some impact. <laughs> that makes all of these late nights recording in the rooms and no kidding you know right? people say what well, what you know oh you must make money doing the podcast i'm like we don't make any money doing the podcast <laughs> we, we basically eat all these hours but we think it's so important and okay. how important is it we saved lives potentially uh by giving information to people who then actually acted to save lives oh my gosh mind-blowing isn't it True terrors of horror, bizarre happenings, unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed, Terror Takes Center Stage. Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence, delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs, and the very essence of your worst nightmares coming to life on this weekly true horror show. Disturbed is not for the faint of heart. It's an exploration of real, unadulterated horror sourced from everyday people. Each episode is a descent into the macabre, where we narrate stories that will leave you on the edge of your seat and crawling in your skin. We navigate the disturbing narratives that lurk in the shadows, offering a raw and unfiltered listen into the most terrifying aspects of the human experience. Enter at your own risk and let the unsettling tales unfold in the haunting realm of Disturbed. And remember, listeners, stay safe out there. ever felt that pang of disappointment when you couldn't add a ticket to your collection because it was digital or maybe you just lost it well stubforge.com is here to change that imagine this tickets that not only look but feel like the real deal because each ticket from stubforge is printed on the same quality stock that ticketmaster uses and printed with genuine ticket printers it's like holding a piece of the concert the game or the show right in your hands but Stubforge isn't just about replacing tickets. With the easy-to-use interactive designer, you can create custom tickets for anything, from concerts to sports games, pregnancy announcements, or parties. Why not make your invitations stand out with tickets that are as unique as your event? And if you're trying to complete a back catalogue of missing tickets, Stubforge offers bulk discounts to make it both easy and affordable. With Stubforge, you can once more give your loved ones physical tickets and see their eyes light up instantly at the best gift you can give. So whether you're looking to reignite your ticket collection, craft the perfect gift or send the coolest invites, head over to stubforge.com.
Start creating today and see how Stubforge makes every ticket a story worth saving. Visit stubforge.com and start making tickets today. Okay, so then she's gone on and she has given us a question because, you know, our work is never done. (laughs) She says, my concerns going forward are things I've heard Catherine mention. I'm finding what limits a threat assessment team can do outside of school. One of the things I wish was that this student gets some court-ordered therapy or something and a way to ensure a continuance, I can't say that word tonight, a continuance of care when the student goes to middle school. You can flag it in the system, but that doesn't mean that the middle school will see it. Oh, gosh, we've had that conversation before, haven't we, about... Oh, yeah. And so that's her question? Because I'd love to answer that question. Well, put a pin Mm. in it. Put a pin in it. I'm not finished reading. I was trained on CSTAG this summer, and it's a good protocol. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. CSTAG. It's actually, it's a way to evaluate threat assessments. Okay. It's a way to look at every potential threat and kind of rate it. And that's wonderful that they've had that training at CSTAG training. There's other types of trainings for that. Those are all fantastic. In fact, they're mentioned in my book. Details in the charts are in my book on that type of training. You might have answered the question that's about to come then. We spend most of our time on recognizing the signs, the investigations, and how to document. If you can ever shed light on all the options a threat assessment team can do, maybe that would be helpful. Maybe we just haven't thought of everything. Again, thank you for your show. I love your book, and I'm ordering the new one ASAP about how to talk about guns. There you go. Oh, that's super lovely. So assistant principal, I just want to tell you this because I don't know your name, but assistant principal, first of all, yay to all of you. That's amazing work. Amazing. I'm so impressed and so proud to be a tiny part of that and know that that helped. And you absolutely, you're on the right track because you want to shepherd this child through whatever his next issues are. And one of the things I know you said, you can flag him in the system, and that's true. Um, But you can also, I think I would very much encourage you to make a phone call or stop by and talk to the principal and the counselors at the other school to tell them how you um, help this child through a particular problem and ask them, you know, what ideas their threat assessment team might be able to come together to, to put together for this child. And so I think that's one thing is stop by the school or talk to the school principal, talk to the assistant principal of the school where the child's going to now, which is very important. And what you're telling me also is that this is a very young child and they are, the young children often are suicidal. So you obviously want to make the school aware that, that this is a risk too, and that you're, you know, worried about it. But if the child has contacts back at your school that he or she has made, consider that those contacts don't have to disappear. Sometimes it might be that that if there's a school counselor that the child connected with, for instance, or a teacher, maybe in transition, you could ask that teacher or counselor to continue to communicate with that child. And that would provide some continuity that would get them to the next step, particularly as they learn to find their footing in a new location. Um, and then you know, see what opportunities are available. And you, what, what you don't know is really what the community might know about that and if other people might know. And it's important, you know, not to stigmatize the child. And if it's happened, there's a lot of recovery that has to come with that. And I, I agree with you that the counseling is a great idea. 
mental health care is a great idea and it wouldn't be improper to touch base with parents or guardians to ask them if you could speak with the county mental health services and see whether or not there is some additional help that the child could get. I do think it's fortunate that this is not, say, a senior in high school, it sounds like, who might be out of the system and unattainable, unreachable. But oftentimes there are so many different types of activities that student can get involved in that will help to normalize them into a new community and give them purpose. One of the other things that I would suggest is if the student is going to another school, you might ask whether or not uh, the student could mentor a child that is in your school, and that would bring the child back to your school on a regular basis to touch base and communicate with the people that uh, moved him through this situation that he was in at a particular moment, because he's clearly going to be in, you know, in that trauma in different ways. That is um, genius. Okay. Catherine Schweit, you heard it here first as spinning diamonds tonight. That is such a good tip, Catherine. I love that one. Well, just trying to come up with some of the ideas that, you know, maybe I would consider that I've heard. Yeah, it's definitely not something I would have thought of. Um, I think that's brilliant. Well, thank you for sharing that. Maybe we'll do an episode on threat assessment teams and the ideas that they can have. And there is a chapter in the book about threat assessment teams. There's a couple chapters, one about what they are and how CSTAG and other things work, but also you know, what the concepts behind threat Mm -hmm. assessment teams are and what they try to accomplish. So there might be some other suggestions in there, but I think uh, you've given us a great idea to bring on some people and tap some of our resources to know what some of those practical solutions are in addition to chess club and robotics club. Yeah. Giving them a job, helping in the library, you know, something that keeps them in touch with other adults who are going to care. I love that. What a great conversation to have. Do you know the other thing that I would love to do an episode on talking about threat assessment programs and things like that is within the workplace. Perhaps in the UK even more so, it's not guns that are necessarily the issue that somebody's going to come in with a gun into the workplace. But does that threat assessment team and framework also help with a person that's in mental distress? And how can a threat assessment team actually be a framework to keep a safe space for that situation in Mm -hmm. a workplace as well? No, that's that's good because, you know, uh, oftentimes as we've talked about, you know, businesses, their methodology is to get rid of a person. But then that next place just has that person. And as we know in the States, half of the active shooter situations are in places of business. But threat assessment teams are something that businesses are a little hesitant to get into the business of. So, um, you know, it's like, oh, we don't have time for that. We don't have money for that. We don't know how to do that. It speaks to being able to put a culture into a company as well that people aren't throwaway. Mm -hmm. That's right. No, absolutely. I agree. So, yeah, I think that's a great idea. I'm just going to put a pin in this part about what she said in that note to you. She said, someone saw something and said something. I love that. I love that. I love all it's of fantastic. it. Fantastic! I love yeah. all of Thank it. Thank you so much for sharing that. I'm, that yeah. makes makes my year. Four seasons of doing that that makes my year. Makes I'm not even gonna lie. That makes my life. I feel like you know we could just stop now. If, as far as I'm right. concerned, should we just stop? I think we just stop. Yeah, that's enough. Enough is enough. I would love to screen capture that comment and send it to everybody I know who is fighting, working to develop these systems. 
and wonders if it's going to be successful and if there's any point in all the work they're doing. Because the answer right there is yes. Thanks for listening. And if you want to know more, Catherine's book, Stop the Killing, is out now. For more details, go to katherineschweit.com. Please consider also supporting our independently made podcast. It's simple to do. Go to patreon.com forward slash stop the killing. And for as little as the price of a latte a month, you can be part of the solution to stop the killing. Patreon rewards range from official do-gooder status to ad-free episodes, autographed books, and opportunities to connect with us directly for your business, school, church, or even just a book club chat. But just knowing that you are part of a movement that has the power to make your community safer, well, that's got to taste better than a skinny cappuccino any day. So please head to patreon.com forward slash stop the killing now and polish off your do-gooder halo and make sure to include your name so we can give you a shout out. This podcast is a community podcast production. That's con with an N. If you want more content, then head over to community podcast at Instagram, where you'll find trailers on more binge-worthy true crime, like the award-winning podcast Conning the Con. And check out our show notes for all the links mentioned. Finally, if you want one takeaway action that you can do right now that can help make our community safer, Please share, rate and review this podcast wherever you listen. Everybody needs to know that they hold the keys to see something and say something. Together, we can stop the killing. It's one of those things you hope never happens, but you better train for it. Because it will happen. And it will happen in places you wouldn't expect. Be ready for it. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not, it's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily. Welcome to the Bravery Academy. My name is Emma Ferris and I'm your host. This podcast is crafted to share the stories of courageous individuals who have overcome adversity and found the courage to live their best lives. We'll explore the science of well-being, courage and connection and interview top thought leaders, game changers and survivors. And it's from these stories that we learn what resilience is, how to heal, how to recover and how to be brave.